0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Solving Problems podcast, where we help you use story to reach more people and grow your church. If we haven't met, my name is Jonathan Caron, and I'm your host for the show. Along with being a Story Brand certified guide, the biggest piece of my business is actually helping churches craft their message so they can create a great website that connects with people both inside the church currently and those who have never stepped foot inside the doors. If you've listened to the past two episodes, you know I'm all about using marketing to help make disciples of Jesus, and your website is one of the biggest pieces of marketing collateral your church will have. So needless to say, today's episode is all about your church website. Before I give you the details of what we'll be talking about, let me go ahead and give you our weekly disclaimer. This podcast is not endorsed or affiliated with Don Miller or the building a story brand podcast. No one who appears on the show today works for story brand either. Instead, we're what is called a story brand certified guide. That means we've gone through training with Don and the story brand team to help organizations just like yours implement the story brand framework so you can reach more people. If you don't know what the story brand framework is, you can go to our website, solvingproblemspodcast.com and click the FAQ tab. We explain everything there and give you some links to buy the building a story brand book or to get more hands-on training for your team. With that out of the way, let's go ahead and look at what we're talking about today. And that is your website. There are a lot of blog posts or podcasts about how to make a good website. They all talk about making sure service times and location are prominent, having a way to view your past services and making your staff accessible. And those are all good things, and every website I've ever created has emphasized them, but that's not what today's episode is about. Most church-specific website conversations center around the elements you need to inform guests about what they can experience on a Sunday morning. The goal is information. Today's episode is going to be about how we can craft a website that makes a guest want to join us in where we're going as a church, not just show up on a Sunday morning. And both strategies can work. But with church becoming more decentralized and less focused on the weekend, our strategy helps people connect to your actual church, not just learn about your church service. We want them to be a part of our family so we can disciple them and teach them how to be more like Jesus, not just sit in our building for an hour once or twice a month. And for today's episode, I'm going to be joined by Kyler Nixon for the entire show. If you've been listening, you already know a little bit about Kyler, but if not, he's also a certified guy with StoryBrand. So with all that being said, let's go ahead and bring up the fancy dance music, and then we'll bring Kyler in for today's conversation. All right, we are back with Kyler. Kyler, say hey to everybody.
1: Hey, guys. How's it going?
0: Uh, So like I mentioned in the intro, today is all about websites, and most websites are created with the goal of getting a new person to the Sunday morning service or the weekend service. And while that's good, what if we could connect them to us before they even got to the weekend? On average, we're finding out that most people only attend church one to two times a month. And so if our website is only geared around the Sunday morning, we are inviting people to be with us for 0.4% of their month. And we're hoping that that 0.4% can get them connected into our church and to be discipled. And 0.4% of a month is not much at all. We're talking two to three hours of an entire month. So what if we could invite them into a story that made them want to know more about us than where we meet, what to wear, and how the pastor preaches? So to be completely honest, I spent three and a half years in a business building really pretty websites for churches and businesses. Mm -hmm. And I realized that design's pretty, but words are what sell people. Words are what move people to action. And so it's not enough to just have a website that looks really pretty. Uh, The words we use have to mean something to the people we're trying to reach. And if you look at that idea in the context of a church website, most churches have a really bland headline across the top of their website. It's welcome to our church or stop me. If you've heard this one, you belong here <laughs> or watch our latest sermon or the worst one. Me and Kyler mentioned this uh, in an earlier episode, a carousel going between the current <laughs> teaching and the 17 events they've got coming up. And each slide stays for 0.7
1: seconds so that no one can read it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's rough. I, I think that headline part two is probably the most valuable real estate that you have on your entire website. So it's like, if you had, you know, we'll say 10 seconds to be generous, if you had 10 seconds to tell somebody something, you're not going to say, you know, welcome home, or here's our new series. Like, if if you literally ran up to somebody on the street, and you said you had 10 seconds to share the gospel with them, share the mission of your church, something along those lines, it's not going to be you belong here, welcome home, the current series with, you know, the graphic or some weird religious lingo and confusing, confusing uh, mission statements. It's going to be something that's that's solid. um, And that really speaks to the problems that they're facing and how you can uniquely um, solve those problems for them.
0: Because those those bland statements, they don't tell a guest what separates you from the 37 other churches in town or how you're uniquely able to solve their problems. You just become another church with the exact same website, and maybe yours looks a little better because you hired a professional photographer or you have a video behind the
1: headline. But really, you're just saying the same thing. Right. And we realize that too, at the same time, Jonathan, I think with design is pretty, but words sell, like we, we're kind of realizing that with our church clients and, and got to this point where we're like, we need to be doing something that's maybe a little bit more effective. And so using that, the story brand framework to help create really effective headlines, help create effective uh, messaging, I think is, um, is going to be really, really helpful for a lot of churches.
0: One of the things Wes Gay would tell you is that he's done some, some classes on this, um, and some videos on it online but he said even when he worked in a church like he kind of knew what copywriting was but didn't and it wasn't until he started going out on his own and got story brand certified and took some copywriting courses that he realized exactly how important copywriting is but it's just mm-hmm. one of those things that we don't have the benefit of having a dedicated copywriter on our church staff so right. that's how we end up with the same exact statement that every other person or every other church has is because, Hey, that church
1: did this and it seemed to work. So let's just go ahead and use that. Right. Right. Or this is cute and clever. So let's, let's use that because we you know want to try to be fun and cool, but really it's just confusing.
0: So I, we don't want to spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes banging on what people are doing. So our whole idea is to solve problems. So if this is a problem mm-hmm in the church world, and in, on your church website, what would work better? Kyler, what would you say?
1: Yeah, well, I have some really good examples. Um, I'll share a couple, and then just we'll just break it down really quick. But um, one is from Good News Church, formerly Glad Tidings in, in Omaha. And this is all it says. Good News is a church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Really simple, clear language about what they do. And, and how they solve people's problems. Another one, um, real life happens every day, don't face it alone, speaking to um, building community and the internal problems that people are facing. And then this one is from um, Village Church, uh, it's okay to not be okay, God meets you where you are. So all of these, the, the common thread is that they have simple language, there's not religious jargon. And it really clearly explains what they do. It's not vague, it's not abstract, it's just it's just clear and it's simple and it makes sense and it draws people into the story that, that you're telling.
0: I would say that your opening headline should be about something that speaks directly to the problem. Your church is uniquely set up to solve for this season. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that churches know is that we have different seasons throughout the year that, Hey, maybe it's small group season. Maybe it is Christmas Maybe it's something else, mission trip season over, season over the summer, whatever it is. Uh, so your website can be a living and breathing mechanism and marketing collateral that changes throughout the year. So if it's small group season, maybe instead of you belong here or we're better together, two phrases that mean absolutely nothing to people who don't know what you're talking about, you make your landing area say, find your place to belong with a button about how to learn more about small groups and a button to actually join a small group and where you actually describe more about your small groups next week, uh, with drew, we're going to be talking about some, some ways to really pull back on and speak into the, the questions that people have about small groups, because if we step back, it's kind of a little weird to go into the stranger's house and talk about your life. So mm-hmm. that's next week. Um, Another example, uh, if it's Christmas, maybe your headline is uh, be a part of our family this Christmas with a link to all the things you have going on around the Christmas season. Instead of inviting them to just your Christmas Eve service, okay, we've got some Christmas services. Maybe our kids are doing a play or a Christmas cantata or something like that. So there are other things going on that you're inviting them into a family instead of just inviting them to a church service on a Sunday. You only have a few seconds to grab someone's attention before they're going to already start doubting you. And right. I, hate to, I hate to even say that and be negative, but they're looking
1: for reasons not to come. So right, especially have, for churches. I mean, that's just a very apprehensive thing in general. So we have to use that space well. We have to use our websites and our homepage as well.
0: Yeah. And so we need to speak to their problems, and show how we can help them. Because like, like we said a thousand times on this podcast, and I'm going to say it over and over and over again, our marketing isn't our discipleship, but it's the open door to get people in so that we can disciple them and we can tell mm-hmm. them about Jesus. So right. we need to speak to their problems so that we can show them how Jesus can solve those problems. I love it. So that's the opening, the landing area, the hero area. Uh, what else should go on the homepage? And we mentioned this in the intro. You should definitely include some of the important things like a service time, your location. Uh, you should make it really easy for people to see what a weekend service is about and looks like because that is where they're likely to come in. But
1: it shouldn't be just that. Right. Yeah. I I think one of the the best ways and best sections that churches can incorporate that a lot of churches don't do very well. Well, there's a few, but one in particular is a simple story of life change. I think a lot of churches really just don't have that, uh, especially on their homepage. They might tuck it away under, you know, some other like a media tab or or something like that. But people want to know that uh, other people in my community have Experience similar challenges that I'm facing, and this church helped them solve it. And you do that through simple stories of life change. And it really doesn't have to be like, I was a drug addict and I found this church, and now my life has been restored. If that is the problem that you're helping people overcome, like that's your your community and your demographic, great, that works. But it could be something as simple as like, my family and I were new to the area. We didn't have many friends. Um, we got connected at at this church. And um, now we're in a small group and we and we love our, our church and our community. That's a simple story of life change that people can resonate with. So I think that's a really important thing that churches need to include uh, on the homepage particularly.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we can speak into what the person's life would look like if they chose to invest their time in our church, because that's what they're doing, they're investing their time in our church, then we can connect with them. Another way, another video that's simple, that most churches could go find right now is a 20 something 30 something year old couple who talks about how once they had kids, they knew they wanted to get back in church, but they had some baggage from the church that they grew up in. And this church has been so loving and caring, and they've accepted us with open arms. And since coming here, our life has become whatever it's become and been better. And so that speaks to the idea of, okay, yeah, I do have some church baggage in my past, because Mm -hmm. a large majority of the people who are checking out your church have some form of baggage. So you're just trying to take the problems, you know, that people are experiencing, and the negatives that they're already thinking in their head, and just trying to come at them head on and show that, Hey, we understand you're going through this. We understand that like finding a new website is, or finding a new church is super awkward. And so this is kind of other people who have been in your shoes and how it's helped them, how we have helped them without saying, Hey, we're so great. Look at all this.
1: Right. Definitely. Don uses this analogy, uh, in, in story brand workshops and in his book, but like people don't want to walk into, and they won't walk into a fog. So we need to use our homepage to really clearly say, Hey, we understand that these are things that are going on in your head. Maybe you have had this experience at a past church, or you're not sure what to wear, or uh, you're not sure what to expect. And we totally get that. Let's remove that fog. We'll give you a, a look behind the curtain, and this is what you can expect at our church. And and that's really the purpose of of the homepage is just eliminating that fog and making it really simple and saying, hey, we're we're not scary, we're not overly religious, we're not stuffy, or you know whatever that lingo that lingo is for your church. Um, that's what you're, you're doing. You're helping bring clarity uh, to that decision and, and hopefully getting them to church on Sunday.
0: And here's a question for you as you listen to this, does your church have anything on your website on your front page about what benefit you provide the person looking at the site? Does it say anything about how you can help them? I checked 10 of the best churches I know of here in Knoxville And not a single one of them said anything about what benefit I would gain from going to their church. They all told me I'd be welcome, but none of them spoke into what my life would become if I became a part of their church. So we're missing opportunities to connect with people where they are before they even step foot inside of our
1: church. Mm -hmm. That's good. I have a little litmus test to for that. And we can talk about that in a a little bit too. But, um, one thing that I like to do is you can go to your homepage and do a find, um, like a, a search for a word on that page. I think on a Mac, it's like command F I'm not sure what it is on a, on a PC, but you can search for the word you and the word we churches that succeed online in, in bringing people into a story and really helping them answer their and solve their problems use more use than we's. They say, Hey, you can belong here instead of saying we have a, a place for you. And so I think that's a really easy um, way to kind of gauge whether or not you are speaking a lot of yourself and what you do versus uh, what you're helping churches or what you're helping individuals um, accomplish through your church.
0: And that's a really easy change that can make a huge difference. We don't think about for that. Sure in our writing, but that could be a huge difference for how people read and understand what you're trying to say to to them. So Kyler mentioned this a minute ago, um, about what to expect and walking into the fog. So most churches have the exact same what to expect page. This is how long service will be. This is what you do with your kids. This is what you wear. And this is what the music is like. Mm-hmm. We keep everything about external. We answer every external problem we think we're there to answer. But what we're, we what we know to be true is that organizations position themselves to fix external problems, what to where, what the music's like, et cetera. But people make decisions based on if you can answer their internal problem. So if people are looking for a new church, think of the internal problems that they're already struggling with. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't judge me for not being perfect. Will I be accepted right. if I don't have it all together? Do they expect me to be like them? Can I be myself? If right. you include statements like that to speak to the internal problems, you clear away an entirely new level of anxiety that most churches never even speak to. Right. Uh, so one of the churches that I, that I work with, we were going through their brand script. And uh, this is part of an agreement plan if you've read the book. So they were talking about how... Their agreement that they have with people that come to their churches, we're not going to make you feel guilty for being far from God. We're not going to pretend and we don't expect you to either. And we'll meet you right where you are because we believe God will meet you there too. Mm -hmm. So just those small sayings like that, let people know, okay, you understand that I don't have it all together. We acknowledge that. And you're saying you don't have it all together either. Cool. We can do this together. Right,
1: right. For sure. I think. Really an easy fix for that too. And and like most of these messaging changes that we even talk about on this episode and throughout the season are, are fairly simple and it's just taking it like a little bit farther. So even if you have all of these questions on your site like what do I wear? How long is service? What's the music like? Those what do I good do with my kids? don't get me wrong. Right. We should they, be are. Answering those. they are, but take it a step further and identify that internal problem. So instead of like, what do I wear? People are really wondering, will I fit in and how long is service? They're, they're really wondering, you know, something like, am I going to be bored? Uh, what's the music like? Are they're wondering, is this a stuffy church? Like my parents used to drag me to, you know, what do I do with my kids? Is this church safe? Can I trust you with my family? So just take what you currently have on your site and just go a little further. Like what's the internal problem that uh, people have when they're asking these questions in the first place? As we continue talking about the homepage
0: and there's so many layers to a church website. We'll get into the menu in a second, but on the website, on the homepage, most churches include some form of plan, which is great, but or some form of next steps It's usually some form of connect, grow, serve or Mm -hmm. whatever language you spent three hours in an office in a meeting (sighs) with six other people trying to determine what's the perfect thing for our church. But those three words don't mean anything to people who've never been there before. You have the curse of knowledge because you know exactly why you chose those three words that start with the letter C. But the people who are coming weren't in that meeting. So instead we need to be figuring out how we can show people how we plan to move them from being disconnected with your church to whatever your headline is saying. And this Mm -hmm. is where it becomes that living, breathing piece of marketing collateral. If your headline is about finding a place to belong in a life group, then the plan should be focused on that. Step one, find the group that fits you best. Step two, get to know the people in that group Step three, experience a sense of belonging a sense of belonging. And then underneath that, find your group today. Some type right. of call to action. Yeah.
1: Well, I think a lot of churches make the mistake too of um putting too many things in that plan so you know like you mentioned if it's connect grow serve or something like that they might have step one visit us this sunday step two the following week attend our new members class step three get involved with a with a life group it's like whoa like pump the brakes for a second i'm still trying to figure out if i want to come this weekend um and and you're telling me like all of a sudden next week i'm i already have plans and then the following week i already have Plans, And then who knows how long after that, there's a a pastor here in, um, in Phoenix, I won't out him because this is probably internal language. But he says, um, we have to make sure we're giving people enough living room time instead of taking them to the bedroom right away. So it's kind of a, you know, colorful <laughs> analogy, but it makes sense, right? Like we want to invite them into the living room, we want to get to know them, have them get to know us before we take them too far down this uh, journey that they're not not quite ready for. So I think you just really need to make that plan, whatever it is, if it is to get them into a life group, great, if it is to get them to your new members class, great, it needs to be simple. And that's, that's the end goal. That's the only thing that you want them uh, to do that requires a form of commitment.
0: And connect, grow, serve, or your form of that is a great discipleship plan. Mm -hmm. So don't, Don't hear that I'm saying it's bad for discipleship. Remember, your discipleship plans, your discipleship strategies are different than your marketing strategies. For your marketing to get people into your church, it's gotta be simpler and less and more non-committal than, okay, I'll connect to the church. I'll go to the next steps class where I'll learn about becoming a member and about the church history. And then I'll join a life group where I'm gonna sit in someone's house for two hours a week and talk about all my deepest, darkest secrets. And then I'm gonna serve every week for and spend an extra hour and a half at church. That's a lot for me before I've become a Christian. Tyler, you just did a website probably what back in September, I think, that launched uh for Ezra Church. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really good. Uh, so I know you've built a little bit of a wireframe that churches can use based off of everything we've said here. Can you walk us through what that would look like?
1: Yeah, this is this is going to be a little bit um, generalized, obviously, and, and it might change a little bit for your church. Even the Ezra site is a little bit different than this, but um, this is a really simple format that I like to follow that helps um, cover all of those different messaging elements within your story brand framework, within your brand script, and also just lays it out really clearly, um, as to what you want people to do. So the first thing I like to do is have that headline section. Remember, it needs to be clear and and talk to the problems that you're helping people solve with a a call to action. And pretty much every section on your on your website should have that direct call to action plan a visit, um, you know, join a life group or whatever that's going to be. The second section should be a simple plan. Let me interrupt. you.
0: One of the things that I hear back from, with people who don't, know this technique is hey that seems like a lot of times to put the same thing on there is that a little pushy and the one thing that i didn't realize until i had read this is that it takes the average person about eight times to for us to tell them something before they understand what we're actually asking them to do so that's why we put that direct call to action on a website a bunch of times because if we if we don't directly ask them to do something and if we don't ask them a lot of times they're not going to do it.
1: Right. Well, it's like if you went to a store and um, you know, or even like a car dealership and the, and the um, salesman is like, Hey, um, we have this car and it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's solid. But like, if you want to buy it, that'd be great. But if not, like, that's fine, too. Like, we need to tell people like, we have a great message. We have the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we need to clearly tell them, hey, your next step is this, this is this is all you have to worry about. Just plan a visit, just click here, click here, click here, click here, and reiterate it throughout the page so that they really get it. Um, so yeah, eight times is kind of the minimum, but um, you may or or may not get that. So just don't feel like you're doing it too much. Because I can promise you that you're not. So the second section below the headline that I like to put is a simple plan, like we talked about, showing that it's easy to come on a Sunday or to accomplish whatever that next step is. Um, I will pull up uh, the Ezra site and I'll read read their headline for, um, for their plans really quick. So you just kind of get an idea. So at the top, it says I'm interested, what do I do? That's the title of the section. There's a three step plan. First, plan a visit has information about Sundays and some promises that they're making. Number two, go to the new here area has some information about what that is and and what they'll get when they go there. And then step three, experience fullness of life. So it talks about Sunday gatherings, community events, small groups, and how Ezra Church helps people experience fullness of life. So really simple three-step plan showing, hey, it's super easy to come and to get involved here. Uh, and then I would put another you know, call to action, direct call to action there. Below that, that's where I would put your story of life change, like we talked about, keep it simple. And it doesn't have to be anything really deep or or heavy, unless that's your demographic. Um, below that, I would put your explainer paragraph. And that's just going to be like a long form, who we are, how we help solve your problems. Typically, what we do, um, Jonathan, I would guess you do this as well. Is just take the brand script and just write it out. Hey, we know that you want this, but this is the problem. Here's how we o- we help you overcome it. Um, here's the simple plan that you follow to come so that you can have um, success and avoid failure. That's what that explainer paragraph is going to be—just long form and written out um, as a brand script. And then below that, and I'm going to, to interject. Just, yeah. I
0: interject here real quick. I know that someone listening to this is thinking, but people don't read paragraphs. I've read everywhere on the internet. People don't read paragraphs on the internet. So why are we putting a paragraph? You're right that people don't read the paragraphs unless they do. And so to have that Mm -hmm. there, if they want to, but also I know one of the things that a lot of churches ask about is search engine optimization. And there's a lot of people out there that will be glad to take your thousands of dollars to do search engine optimization. This paragraph right here is where you put your keyword in there for what you want people searching for. So that's why we do this paragraph. It's search engine optimization and it's to help in case someone wants to know a little bit more right there on the front page. Right. Go
1: ahead. Exactly. Yeah. And they're going to scan that too, even so you can kind of break that up and say, here's how it works. And then list it down below. Um, you know, experience this, you, you don't have to, keep it in full paragraph form, you can kind of pull headlines out and and do it that way. Um, So I would do your explainer paragraph. And then below that, um, one of the things I've loved doing and I've seen a lot of success with is the what to expect section, uh, which is also an agreement plan. So a lot of churches do like, here's what you can expect. And then they write out all of these different paragraphs worth of information about what to expect. So you can boil those down into really simple one line statements. So using Ezra again, uh, the section title says our promises. These are the promises that we're making to you and your family. There are 12 single line statements, no perfect people allowed, explore faith at your own pace. You don't have to dress up fun and safe place for kids, 60 minute services on and on and on. And that's just right on the homepage, giving them a really simple overview of, Hey, when you come to church, this is what you can expect. And here's what we're going to promise, uh, to help you with and promise that you can experience here. So that's gonna be um, your what to expect agreement plan. Down below that, I like to put another direct call to action with a great photo of success showing, here's what you can experience, here's what the people at our church are like, here's what they wear, just saying visit us this Sunday. And then below that is the footer with any other links um, that you might need. So really simple uh, wireframe of your site that you can use and implement uh, literally today because you probably have all of this information available now
0: so i'm going to do something that i don't normally do on this podcast because really this whole podcast is about giving you stuff not about us getting things but the website is where me and kyler focus the most on so if you're looking to upgrade your stuff if you're looking to do something else if you go to uh, solvingproblemspodcast.com and hit the questions tab you can actually inquire about hiring me or Kyler to work with your church. So if that's something you'd be interested in, I, I want you to know we offer that. That's not the point of this podcast, but it is there in case that's something you're looking for. But we told you from the get-go, we don't want to take a lot of your time. We'll do some more website stuff in the future. For now, these are just a few ideas that could work for you that you can implement on your website without much work. We're not going to do the post dance music segment with kyler today since he was on with us the entire time but next week we'll be back with drew powell from Crosspoint. we're gonna be talking about how to promote your events to make people actually want to show up which i know is a problem that many of you are facing so that'll be next wednesday we hope you have a great week and we will talk to you then